on the recommendation of someone. Uh, it's uh, one of the mods at the Battle Brothers Tabletop Discord. His name's Dub. He pointed me towards... Uh, it's like a Pokemon Go, but Pixel RPG um, okay. on uh, mobile devices. It's called Orna. Um, it's super simple, super grindy, but um, it is scratching a quasi-idle game itch that I've been looking to scratch. I, I play Tacticus. Um, the so Warhammer. Uh, <laughs> so, so um, I have a rule that I'm not allowed to do any microtransactions in any gacha games ever after I spent $236 on a gacha game in 15 minutes back Jesus in... Christ. Yeah, it, it, it just kept happening. What game was it? Uh, it was a Final Fantasy... God, which one it was 14 it? on the on the mobile phone no no it was it was made for ios it was like final oh i got a final fantasy gotcha and 215 doesn't feel that bad you know um i mean to us like comparatively i mean it sucks for you oh yeah no i i wasn't <laughs> uh 215 how old were you when you did this uh, I was in post-grad training. Wow. I, I was at a point where, like, I was working, like, over 100 hours a week and had no time to spend any of the meager pay I was getting at that point in my career. So <laughs> that was my going out to the bars for, for Friday, right? I probably spend more going out and buying my buddies a, a round of drinks, right? Um. I can't find it. Brave Exvius? No, that's that not feels it. right. Is that it? It might be. I don't know. It's better that I don't rediscover what this game is. Right. You don't you don't <laughs> want to fall down the rabbit hole of Yeah, so um but it's it's scratching that itch because it's got a little bit of that grindy kind of level up numbers get bigger thing. But uh but uh the microtransactions are not appealing. Uh which is perfect for my mental state um it, it's nice because I, I need a little time waster during the day when there's 15 minutes to spare and i i literally have nothing to occupy my time with because reddit hasn't updated yet Let, let's all confession bear this um i have a different confession yeah i changed the chorus on a taylor swift song and it was inspired by attack app we'll be discussing today oh is that right you're just singing along to some T Swift, and then you just modified the chorus. Yeah, I can I can give you the modification if you want. Hell yeah, go for it. Um, nom, 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 nom. Is that is that how it starts? No, that's how I start. <laughs> <laughs> tip of the tongue, the teeth, lips. The tip of the tongue, the teeth, lips. Uh, yeah, man, that's a enunciation there. Uh, here we go. He's team captain, I'm meeting pizza, dreaming about the day when you wake up and find that your scouting step has been gone this whole time. You could see <laughs> that I'm the one who really stalls you, been here all along, so why can't you see? Scouting belongs to me, it belongs to me. Oh, that's great. <laughs> and I have a habit of somebody's, doing something. So somebody's gonna click click that, and they're gonna they're gonna make that a uh, like a meme on mm-hmm. on uh, YouTube. So one of you guys out there, please do that and make my year. 
2023. Let's meme up G-Man right here. (laughs) And this is the start of the Squad Games podcast and a bunch of stuff earlier. Um, Today, I am Giacomo. Tomorrow, I'm Giacomo. And the day after that, I'll still be Giacomo. What were you yesterday? I don't know who I was yesterday. Probably Giacomo. And my co-hosts are Dakota and Mr. Emmanuel. Hi. How are you guys doing? Good. I'm doing great. Fantastic. How are you, G? Uh, I'm all right. Uh, I drink some tea, so I feel pretty good. Hmm. Yeah. What's your tea of choice? Uh, It's just black tea from like Kroger. (laughs) Because I have that available to me. That's fair. Edgy. Only drinking black tea. Uh, I mean, like, yeah, you know, it's it's affordable, so that helps, that helps a lot. <laughs> uh, it's as affordable as it is to get Kill Team products, even though you can't order this current Kill Team product we'll be talking about because it's sold out, apparently. I don't know how true that is, though. Uh, that's what I hear. Uh, there's a very funny meme of, like, this man versus food or what was that? Epic food time? Epic meal Epic time? Meal time? Yeah, it's like a still from one of these shows where it said pre-ordering in the USB like and it's this giant hamburger and it's just full of it's just full of the soul shackle boxes. Oh, oh, did someone post that on the discord on the squad games discord? I think. Oh, that's where I must have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, I saw and I was just like that. That's exactly what I'm hearing from around the world. Like even in the UK, it's just like, oof, oops, it's all out. It seems like they did better for this than they did for the last one, or less people were into uh, Space Cops than they are um, the Casterkins. But um, some folks were saying that it sold out in like minutes for the previous box, and this one it was around for like maybe a half hour before it sold out. Wait, Soul Shackle sold out? That's what I hear. Gosh, dang it! Yeah, I mean, it was- call your call your LGSs. I'm sure. I'm sure they might potentially. I mean, I've- I've had, I've had literally no luck on any LGS whatsoever, especially in my local area. Yeah. Oh, for real? Yeah. I'll make some calls for you, bud. All right, cool. So there is a, um, Emmanuel, you were saying how much money you lost earlier in a video game. I didn't uh, lose it. I, I blacked out and accidentally spent way too much money on a gotcha game. Well, I had just, what's, what's up? Were you sober? Oh, yeah. Completely dead sober. <laughs> so I have a tally of how much money I've spent over the past. Um, how many years has it been since I've been playing League of Legends? Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Since season three and we're in season 11 now. And I stopped oh, I stopped no. playing League, actual League, I think, in like season nine or 10 when I don't know. Actually, I have no idea what season we're in anymore because now I just play wild rift. It's way better. Everyone out there. Hot take. Um, I am at $660 spent in that game. That's not too bad. It's not I, awful I'm, for like almost 10 years. Yeah. Right. I, I went on right. a, yes, yes. I hope my wife does not listen to this. It's it, think of it like this. It's like <laughs> a, it's like a retail video game once a year, $60 game. Yeah. 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 That's not bad at all. Uh, yeah. I went on this uh, like top top level skin kick for my favorite. I, I jungled back when I played. Um, okay. uh, I really liked Olaf. Uh, okay. I really okay. liked uh, Amumu. Um, yeah. Those are probably my they're, two favorite. Um, they're both really good in Wild Rift. Just saying. 
Oh, they are? Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, if I you ha- ever come I... back, man, it's easy. That's how I got into playing it with the baby. That's, I'm just saying. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, man. Uh, I don't feel like getting yelled at by teenage boys. Um, <laughs> just don't but, put your headphones on. There you go. <laughs> uh, but uh, the, the reason why I initially got attracted to playing in the jungle was that's where these two um, were great. And I wanted to play them because I really like their skins. Um, because I loved Broloff. And I loved Robot Amumu. And then I picked up Vi specifically to do the cop Vi. Oh, really? Yeah, just because when she does her, is it an ulti or whatever the charge thing is, it's like a siren goes off and she's like arresting someone. Speaking of arresting folks. Arbides. Arbides? My heart is beating for Arbides. Yeah. So I I say I, uh, I I posted uh, on the strategic advantage blog my breakdown or my my take on sounds it's very good breakdown oh, our bites I, I started off the article with I don't care how you pronounce it but you <laughs> it care about matter. deployments but you don't care about pronunciation you're hey, thinking hey, of it hey, it's, hey, it's a made up word it's a made up word anything uh-huh. other than orcs frustrates me because like you look the castigator. The the I mean, only one that makes sense on this is the leash master, but getting card ahead of the horse. We're getting quite Proctor exactant. Let's like, let's bring it back a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't care how you pronounce any of these made up words. I mean, I'm going to go a little bit further. Emmanuel, are you an are you an aliens or Atlantis guy? Oh, okay, it's a big question. Aliens or Atlantis? In what context? Yeah. I don't understand. So the day that we're recording this, um, I believe America has shot down four flying objects in the United States airspace. Oh, random, random okay. crazy things. I am in the Atlantis boat. I think that. Oh no, hundred percent aliens. Hundred percent okay. aliens. Yeah. I think Atlantis is rising out of the depths to come and destroy their. Bro, their land what dwelling. is more plausible in the infinite universe that there's other sentient beings that are looking at us like a zoo? Or that some dudes live under the ocean. You mean I, that I'm Aquaman voting. is coming? I'm pretty sure it's. I'm nah, pretty man. Sure we all know DC's fake. Atlantis. Yo, I watch Wakanda forever. <laughs> I'm just saying, there's Atlanteans. <laughs> Marvel doesn't lie. They're real movies. They they don't lie. <laughs> yeah. No, totally aliens. All right. All right. All right. Which means that the way you pronounce Arbides doesn't matter because the aliens are going to come tell us pretty soon, right? Yeah, apparently the Arbides are going to land and arrest us all. <laughs> Everyone's going and to reclaim Terran. Yeah. Well, yes, we are going to be talking about the new box set, or at least the stuff that we've gotten our hands on um, from Soul Shackle. Uh, who are you guys more excited about, the Arbides or the Drukari? Uh, That's a difficult question. Both, but not to play with them. They have interesting rules for different things. I think I like the more involvement for Drakari. I think that's going to be more fun. I really like the rules and I really like the models for the Arbides models. And I am not the biggest fan of the upgrade sprue for the Drakari because you can make most of it from all other Drakari um, while having more cool legs. Um, but they are the Drukari's the Hand of the Archons kill team. The rules look spicy. They're both really, really interesting. But at, at first top level glance, the Hand of the Archon definitely seem like they have more 
power, but it's a little bit more straightforward power. Yes. Uh, you you kind of have to think of these teams on how they function, not only just playing into other teams, but also how they function with the mission and with the crit ops pack and with secondaries and stuff like that. And while the Drukari have a ton of ways to kind of dismantle your opponent and really be a force to, to, to deal damage with, um, they don't have many ways to interact with the kill zone and the mission aside from the bird thing. Um, it's true. And, and extra APL stuff, but um, that's linked to part of their other gimmick. So it's not just a guaranteed extra APL. You have more flexibility with it. But um, th- that's where things get a little different when you start saying, okay, well, one's better, one's stronger, one's this and that. Um, what do you act, what metric are you actually comparing between the two as far as like force of power? Yeah, I think there's a lot more behind uh, the Drukari. I definitely agree. Just kind of looking over their stuff at first glance. Not to say that the Arbides can't have abilities because they also have some really strong stuff. Like, uh, oh, we'll get a, sure. we'll, there's one guy in particular that I think um, is going to be insane or at least have a really good first uh, first turn alpha strike. My overall opinion of, of the Arbides is that I think they're going to be a lot more steady and relevant mm-hmm. in a lot of different situations. I think they're going to be a lot easier for people to pick up and play. Um, I would not say that they would be an easy team at all because they have a lot of tricks and stuff where you can arrest people. But I definitely think that they are the easier of the two teams. Um, I th- I think that the Drukari... Um, I think have a lot more play at a higher skill level. Yeah. Well, they're, they're very glass cannony. Yes, absolutely. Glass cannony. And they're, they're going to rely on a lot of their tricks to prevent that from happening, which is weird when it plays into one of their tack ops, but we'll, we'll get to that when it goes, when we, yep. when we get to that. Well, let's um, go ahead and yeah. Do you want to start uh you want to start us off with our BDs? I can. Um, first and foremost, I am very much looking forward to, someone out there on the internet using old metal Arbides and just making a whole kill team out of those. I, I'm really hoping that happens. Those cone head, weird squatty models. Uh, oh, yeah. you, you guys have seen those, right? I have mm-hmm. seen those. Uh, I'm really hoping someone, someone flexes that hard and makes a whole kill team out of those, but, um, they're going to need 11 of them or at least 10 in a dog. Um, cause that's how many yep. are in this kill team. Um, you can have two gunners. You can have... They have two normal dudes, kind of. Um, the subductor and the vigilant. One's more melee. The other, the, the latter, more ranged focused. So you can have four of those guys, the normal dudes. Um, two gunners. And then one of the rest of their specialists. You don't have to take the dog. And you don't have to take the leash master with the dog. So it's different from like what we saw with um, with Breachers, for example, right. where they have separate models for the pets and you need to take their handlers to take the pets. Not not the case. It's very true. Which is interesting because um, there might be a reason why you don't want the dog or there might be a reason why you don't want the leash master. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I, c- I could see that. Definitely. A lot of their a lot of their models definitely have play for sure. Mm hmm. And then most importantly, they can take, seek, and destroy. We Big ignore one. the security. 
<laughs> I have uh, no idea. So they can take security and seek and destroy? Is that what they can co- take? That's correct. Yeah. So you take seek and destroy. <laughs> I mean, you were just playing vet guard a few days ago, or at least at the, as the time of this recording, and you were noticing that security is kind of hard right now. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. So for me, um, I'm going to bring vet guard to KTO. This episode's probably going to drop after KTO. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I'm bringing vet guard, and they can only take security. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. Uh, and the thing that I've been finding really hard for myself is actually scoring faction tack ops from vet guard. Um, especially on Into the Dark, it's been exceedingly difficult. So I might have to actually just switch to three security, um, even though <laughs> that makes it hard too. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I feel like the the their tack ops are not doing great in their faction tack ops. I have not been able to f- find use for. So yeah, yeah security is a rough, security is definitely rough right now. Yeah, I mean, d- despite that, in the current meta, there's still that guard is still hanging around uh, just shy of fifty percent win rates. Um, yeah, so so they no slouch for I mean, lack I almost, of having access to something like seek and destroy or recon. But I almost tabled, yeah. I almost tabled Gellerpox. I got one mm. model away from tabling Pathfinders, and then I did table Novitiates, but I didn't win any of the games because I could not score my my secondaries. So mm. it'd it be like that, man. It does. <laughs> well, hopefully you'll have better luck when you start playing Arbides, right? No, I think I'm actually going to go to um, Hand of the Archon. Not all Arbides. right, all right, Hand of the Archon. Okay, mm-hmm. well, I like I like your take. I'm, Anyways, I'm back... definitely going to I'm definitely going to paint them up and and probably play with them. But competitively, I think I'm going with Hand of Archon. Okay, uh, but I also don't know what Hand of Archon's secondary uh, their secondaries are. So. If it's just security, I'm, I might, I might, I might no. not. No. They, they got a good selection. They, everything they, except yeah, infiltration. So, so, everything yeah. except infiltration? Yeah. What? Okay, so they can take recon? Busted. Yeah. Uh, uh, or right. seek and destroy, I think, is amazing with them. But anyway, uh, not there yet. Um, the Exaction Squad kill team. Um, do do you want to go into their gimmick? Because their gimmick is pretty neat. Yeah, let's their do their gimmick, gimmick first, bad. for sure. Yeah, so um, up until now, it was pretty limited, um, the amount of times and the number of factions that could shoot into combat, right? Off pretty the top of my head, just, I think it's only Pathies, right? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, and. Oh, and Blooded can also yes. do it. Yeah, that's. I was, I remember there was a caveat oh, to yeah, the only Pathies, because Blooded yeah, can... In fact, they have weird stuff. Yeah, they have blooded have the best and most thematic version, in my opinion. And what's cool about it is that it can protect your plasma from hot. But um, (laughs) it's in such a weird rules workaround way. It totally doesn't. It's 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 beautiful. Um, But um, for the Arbides, it's ruthless efficiency, where if they're within six inches or or Pentagon of their target, and their targets within engagement range, but still satisfies rules of, um, aside from the engagement range part, they're still a valid target. You could shoot them. No caveats. As long as it's not grenade or has a blast or anything like that. Yeah, close range shotguns. And and they all, not all, but almost all of them come with shotguns that are really good. So definitely something that uh, synergizes with them. And, And I think that's really cool to see the design team play with rules expectations because for except those two explanations right there, 
you were safe in combat. I've used that name, that word so many times, safe in combat, safe in combat, really not the case if you're going into Arbides. And when you asked who, which of these two teams are we more excited about the top G, I, I answered both, but not because I want to play them. It's rules like this that make me excited for a team to play commandos against them or play another team against them because it's such a unique and different puzzle you have to solve if you play into Arbides when you have to consider ruthless efficiency now, you know? Yeah, I do feel that at times they they break their own rules in order to make different teams more relevant. Um, that would be one thing that I would say. Because I feel like when they... They they broke um, ruthless efficiency. So I mean, not broke. It's not broken, um, but it's not like it's like a main rule that they've broken for kill team, much like domino field, right? Where that's kind of the the the, the one thing that makes them interesting. I think I find that rules writing aspect very interesting. Well, it's kind of like all teams are like that to a certain degree. Spotter breaks rules. Um, commandos break rules by charging out of conceal or just a scratch. Um, there's, that's kind of how you have to make a unique identity for a team by allowing them to break around the constraints of the, of the game that their opponent has to abide by. Right. Right. Yeah. I definitely see that. Yeah. But Arbides does it more in this just this way. There's a lot of ways to break. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> just like shooting. Hey, for a law-abiding team, they like to break the law. Because the they are the law. <laughs> again, again, like, like, uh, like they say in Dark Tide, you know, laws and regulations are for the rich. That's you know we're, oh, we're underground here. I like it. <laughs> I don't know many cops are rich in this universe, but you know they got shotguns. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's also, also, also going to be nice to see a lot of the Palatine enforcers. That's what I was uh, wondering. Mo- modeled up. I mean, they have a dog too. They have yeah, a, an yeah, official you, Palatine enforcer dog too. So you could totally run them, and then you know, double dip for Necromunda. That's cool. Why not? Right? Mm-hmm. Have I told you guys what I'm doing for my RBDs? You're going to no. use the Orlock gang. Oh, that's a good idea. I actually have them all, but no. Uh, um, I am using Necromunda, so you're not far. I'm using the Necromunda squats. Um, oh, Iron Head yeah, Squat Prospectors, yeah, yeah. and oh. I'm putting Grot Heads on them. And I have a mechanical <laughs> squig that I bought, like a, a resin one, and that's going to be my rover. I'm excited for that. I'm excited yeah. to see that. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna It'll be, be fun. It'll be double fun. Double dip. Yeah. Love double mm. dipping. Mm, my dip is good. Um, well, let's move on to some of the more exciting characters. Strategic plays, maybe? You want to do strategic plays? Yeah. Yeah. Or strategic plays. Um, one that I really like has been guilt reveals itself. It, it's one mm-hmm. of those things, sort of how like Phobos used to have. There's it makes it harder for you to kind of hide. And this mm-hmm. really helps with their close range shotguns. Mm-hmm. So if you're hiding high cover, instead, you know, instead of being two inches away, you can be four inches away and mm-hmm. remove it, which is awesome. And I, I love stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you guys. It synergizes really well with ruthless efficiency too, because uh, in, in the uh, in the post on the strategic advantage blog, I talk about how if you're concealed in cover, you still get cover from the Arbiti that is um, that is in combat with you oh. if they're between. Yeah, because line of sight is separate from selecting a valid target. A valid target is enemy operative within line of sight, so they're they're separate clauses. So you can have line of sight to your allies, no sweat. So, um, and that, that's kind of 
how all that it's I, I do a better do, job talking about it in, in the blog but with guilt reveals itself that allows you to break that conceal cover shenanigan a lot easier by getting to that two uh two circle or four inch instead of having to be right up on them and what's fascinating is that you definitely i don't think that there's any real strategic ploys you're popping turn one for this team Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, definitely I, I, no. Yeah, um, which is not the case for their counterpart, but no. Um, definitely no. And um, and that's really nice, especially playing into the counterpart. Oh my god, I wish we went the other way around. Well, but- actually, actually, <laughs> there is one that you will probably spend every single game, but that is a tactical ploy at the yes. very beginning. Yeah. Oh, that that is fair. Yes, that yeah, is fair. that's true. The one that just, was just to skim over the rest of the strategic ploys, they're not. They're very vanilla. Um, basically they are, you meet, a, you meet a criteria and you get a reroll, either a defense dice, a shooting attack or a melee attack. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. straightforward, th- easy. Th- that's it. That's the rest of it. It's kind of like a intercession kind of flavor where what is more important to you? This turning point, one of these things kind of three doctrines. Yeah. That's, that's it. And then exactly. I don't feel pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't feel pain. <laughs> no ouchies. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, do you want to talk about that tech play you were just teasing, Dakota? Sure. So you use this in the scouting step, um, and you do it whenever the opponent reveals their their scouting option. And that tack play has no effect Or the scouting, the scouting thing they select has no effect. Correct. The, yes, scouting, the scouting option has no effect in the game. Now, if you had take like... Uh, topographical top, topographical maps or you take anything else like a Phobos or something like that where they can perform a secondary scouting option. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You can complete your secondary scouting option, but you're not allowed to complete your first one. So they can say, oh, all the vet guard on open went in conceal and you took uh, flip your flip coin, right? The flip it. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't get to do that this turn. Mm-hmm. And then somebody's like, ah, crap. You know what I mean? So it, it really forces you from the get-go to play differently. Yeah. Uh, to not 100%. rely on it, on your scouting step. And yeah. that can change the opening play of so many different teams. I mean, so many alpha strikes can get shut down. Or sniper nests with the fortify, the new fortify, get completely shut down. Like, all of these plays that actually heavily rely on that scouting phase... Um, and it's so important to know this. And if you're um, if you're playing Exaction Squad and the person that you're playing against has never played against them before, it is so important at the point that you guys are setting out the 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 objectives. Like it is important that you say, "By the way, I can shut down your scouting option." Just so right. you know, because just because yeah, the way you would deploy is going to change entirely. Because like I was going to run over here or put a barricade up here, I can't. I potentially can't do that now. Yeah. So I need to plan that you're going to block it for me. And right. then it becomes generally yeah. good sportsmanship to do that. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm, that's exactly what I'm getting at. So trying to minimize gotchas mind. here, you know, not spending yeah. an absorbent amount of money on gotchas. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be me. <laughs> um, but you know, the one thing is, is if you ever get gotcha once by this team, you probably will never get gotcha. never again. happen again. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. I mean, this team definitely has a gotcha, but so does Jukari. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the rest of their ploys are all just like, hey, that big thing, we want to take that big thing out. 
like exact punishment, I, brutal backup, execution order. They're all very much like ways and scenarios that you can orchestrate to say, I really need to make sure that this person gets taken out. Yeah, I really like like execution order. I think that's really good mm-hmm. where you can just like look, say like, hey, what is his name? Volgar Flamebelly, whatever the that Gellerpox model. Yeah, that dude. Be like, yo, Flamebelly, you're going to die this game, you know, and mm-hmm. you can really make it so that it's a lot easier to kill a model that might be a little bit more harder to do so otherwise. Mm-hmm. I, I just like the the silly idea of brutal backup. Like you have one one RBD speeding up a dude and then another one just like joins him and starts beating <laughs> on a dude who's already down. I, I like it's like it's already like satirical, you know, like yeah. with in our current environment and it just makes it so much better. It's just so much funnier. Austin um one of our friends pointed that out and I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, it's it's pretty entertaining. Um exact punishment, I think. If it wasn't for a long arm of the Emperor's Law, the the scouting step interaction one exact punishment, I think would be the best one out of their tech ploys. Um, specifically because there, there are so many models that either with an extra APL or with, um, with certain things like the DACA boy can take shots and completely hide, right? Being able to interrupt in the middle of that, and before they can finish their next action, they're out in the open to fire Overwatch um, or get a free fight in. Like all that stuff is is really neat. It, it's it's very similar to, um, uh, I think it's track target, right? Uh, for Phobos. For Phobos, you, yeah. Once they yeah. finish an action. But exact punishment is more versatile. It can be all over the board and you could set up multiple threats to to shut down people popping out, shooting, and then ducking back away, which is a common Corsairs thing. Oh, yeah, uh, they love can that. do it. Like, it, it, it's a great way to interact with something that was previously completely in it. it. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and that's, that's going to really shut down um, plays and expectations. And again, it's, it's such an interesting, um, such an interesting, uh, what's it called? Way such to play. A, it's such an interesting puzzle to solve yeah. playing against them too, because all of these tactics that you've been playing for a year suddenly get refreshed and you have to think of a whole nother way to solve the puzzle of winning, uh, winning a game. Right. That's true. Yeah, they do have a lot of out of sequence stuff. Yeah. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like, um, it's like a mix between a guard action, um, and the wrath of vengeance type ploy, as long uh-huh. as you don't die. Right. Uh-huh. So it's pretty cool. I like it a lot. I do. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was that was a, stack, a strategic and tactical ploys. Um, now let's move to the most exciting part, in my opinion, the guys themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your who's your favorite model? We should each pick one. I'll go last. I'm going to move a cat out of my way and then I'm going to uh, decide. So you want to go first, Dakota? Sure. I actually really, really like the dog. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the, the robotic boy. Yeah, along with his leash guy, like I think that for me personally, I would probably take him in most of my. I mean, other than this, the dudes with the shields, right, and the and the main guy, obviously, but like the leader, but like outside of like kind of like the stereotypical models that we would think is the best. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Firstly, he's like a police Scooby. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, secondly, 
I think that this dog in particular has very interesting mechanics compared to others, mm-hmm. especially with the leash dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the play that this dog can give, uh, that it's actually kind of defensible and does quite a decent amount of damage. So, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion, I mean, we'll go over our least favorite model too. I have, I have some of those. I just don't want to spoil. I don't I mean, want to talk too much. You're right. The dog's kind of like a transformer or something that can change abilities because of his three uh, modes. Also, he looks like he's going to be one of the most fun to paint in the entire team. Oh, he looks, he will. He looks super cool. Paint him after your yeah. real dog, guys. That's yeah. Right. Um, the leash master being paired with him is so neat too, because when they both activate, uh, well, you can choose, you don't have to, so you can choose to GA to them, but they accomplish, they, they do their actions, um, in any order. So, yeah, yeah, which is super cool because that, that opens so much versatility to how you do stuff, including getting the dog to charge in while they have an extra movement, then using the leash master to command them to then change to aggressive, to give them relentless in melee and then go back to the dog to then fight in melee. So you get, you can mid activation, change that dog around, which is super duper nuts. As or, bonkers right there. Yeah. Or you can charge the dog in, then charge your guy in to give both of them, um, to give both of them, uh, what's it called? Say it. There's a lot of words. Uh, combat support. There you go. Yeah. Or charge the guy in. Then you get, um, the dog to charge in and then change him to aggressive, fight the guy that you charge both the guys in. And then your leash master uses shotgun on someone that was further than they could have moved in shot. But if they charge, then they get that extra two inches to get close enough to then shotgun the guy. So like all these different things that you could do with the out of sequence thing, I think that is a really cool pick as a, as your favorite model. I, I, I would agree with you if, um, if my favorite model didn't exist, but I said I was going right. to less. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like we might choose the same thing for me. Um, it was between two. Okay. There is a very, there's a very obvious one, which I already kind of foreshadowed earlier which mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll talk about even if no one picks it. But mm-hmm. um, mine has to go to the Castigator. I think it's one of the coolest rules in the game right now. <laughs> Just like, um, well, again, it inspired inspired those T-Swift lyrics right there, you know? Yep, yep. Like just just um, some other abilities. The fact that you can just arrest somebody to, to a certain level, you know, you have to have uh, 10 or less wounds to be arrested. Well, you have to, you have to fight and yeah, then you still they have to fight and they survive, both survive, right? Yeah, with, and the ability to just like parry so well. Mm-hmm. Or even just to try to parry, you know, like they're they're probably going to survive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. I, you I you have enough attacks, enough a, a good enough uh, ballistic. You have stun with um, rending to get yeah. um, a ton of crit hits through to hurt and parry them out. And uh, it's such a weird thing, right? Just to completely say it's like no, this model he doesn't do anything. It's almost like the morale phase from last edition. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, I hated that. Get that out of here. But uh, yeah. So that that actually wasn't my favorite. Uh, my favorite is the Revelatum. Ah, uh, uh, okay. He's the dude with a scoped, mediocre pistol. Uh, but he has. Interest- this is one of the ones I wanted to pass on. I'm very interested to see why it's your favorite. So he has, 
he has a tremendous amount of board control, right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be the one ability. It's, it's both of them in in uh, how they work together on your first turning point. So especially if you're honestly on almost any of the deployments, right? Um, having a normal move with fly can get you real far forward. Oh, yeah. And that effectively effectively gives you a six and a half inch radius bubble of control because any enemy that gets close enough to you, just visible, you can turn them into an engage order and then yeet back. So the way Soul Guilt Scan works is that at the moment you use the ability, the enemy operative has to be within six inches or pentagon of you, and you make them you you can give them an engage order for your allies if your allies are within circle of you, uh, within square or three inches of you, right? But that's not all at the same time. So you could soul, soul guilt scan someone after you've already normal moved in the initiative phase. So then you activate, you soul guilt scan. And then you normal move backwards to get within range of your shooters to then your next activation, shoot that dude. So having that combo available or at least existing threatening that combo can prevent anyone from trying to get onto that corner of the board that you're trying to lock down. And and I just, oh, I I love that so much. It's like a super complicated spotter, but I kind of dig how complex it is. But can't he only do the fly move on the first turning point? Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, like, you're influencing that whole first turning point board state, and that's a big part of the game where okay. people spread right. out into. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you're you're influencing where your opponent's going to feel safe, and you could try and cover maybe one or two key objectives that your opponent would want to go on, but can't be safe on. Safe for something like secure, where you have to exist at the end of the uh, turning point. They're not going to feel safe on that, right? Yeah, that's uh, true. I have a I have a model that I like the least. Um, for me, first and foremost, it would be the heavy stubber, Arbides Gunner, because I hate anything. I'm going to contradict myself later in this episode, <laughs> uh, but I hate anything <laughs> with heavy. Yeah. I'm sure you know where I'm going with this. I do, um, <laughs> but. Um, this gun to have the so anyone who is not doesn't have the book open in front of you. Uh, the heavy stubber is five attacks, hitting on fours, three four damage, ceaseless, full assade, and heavy. Um, to me, I just rather have a shield dude or or a different or a different model that does does something else or the Weber, you know, because all your dudes oh, are going to yeah. get up close, you know. So yeah, yeah, Weber yeah, and right. grenade launcher are the two you take, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I I really dislike that one. Um, And I'm also not a huge fan of the Marksman. Uh, He's cool. I think he has play into certain teams, but he's not something I don't think I take every every game. You don't want a scopes uh, shotgun? (laughs) I mean, I do, but at the same time, no. I agree. And I'm on board with you with the gunner. Like the the only thing I really liked was the grenade launcher, just because I imagine it's like a rubber a rubber grenade that he bounces off the ground and hits you because it doesn't have blast. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, which is like it was odd. There's no fragging. Just does a lot it's of just, damage. Yeah, it's just like so. I'm assuming it's a rubber rubber grenade or something, or kind of a crack grenade. Okay, yeah, it's like half kind it's of like a half, crack it's, grenade. It's a 
I was going to say like an Iraq grenade, but that doesn't that doesn't work. A frag, a rag. No, it doesn't work. I think of it this way: it's a grenade launcher that you can use in Overwatch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 The marksman, I just dislike him because once again, he has heavy. You know, I I'm not going to take a model that for me in a game of movement that restricts my movement too much. Just to be fair, I mean, the times that you take someone like a marksman are going to be the times that you're going to park them and yeah. Yeah. shoot from silent. So he's just going to be take aim shooting, turning points two through four, ideally. Um, he has ruthless efficiency if you ever get that close to someone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, he's he's going to... I, I kind of like that model solely because putting a scope and a silencer and a shotgun is some orky technology if I've ever heard it. Oh, I love um, it. I, I love the theory. But... Um, I can understand the limitations, but I think silent snipers are just too good to ignore completely. He just spends turning point one getting into the position he needs to. And then from then on, he uh, controls a part of the board with uh, with a threatening shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, his damage, his damage is one and mortal wounds three on the crit. So it's that's not terrible. Mortal mortal wounds are nice. Mm -hmm. Are you guys taking your your leader with the combat shotgun or the dominator maul and assault shield? Oh, mm. melee solely because he's going to be mid board in my opinion. Um, yeah, give him a crack yeah. grenade. So he has some sort of range threat, but um, his ability to have a shrive talent ability where like mission actions and point control is harder for your opponent just by existing, but can also plop that down and can also move it around after he plops it down. It's just, uh, you can, yeah. There are some maps that you can actually have an uh, have a have an effect on multiple points at once because of the bubble, the range Ugh. of the bubble. Yeah, oh, that Aquila yeah. is going to be strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I think I, you could also give him the pistol if you don't want to give him a crack. But I yeah, think you could. Yeah, the, the equipment. Yeah. Oh no, you can't have you can't have. Uh, um, I'm thinking of their equipment thing, the uh, banner that can affect multiple points at once. I misspoke. Oh. His range is too small to affect uh, multiple points at once. What? It's a You're banner. wrong on the internet? What? Yes. I misspoke. Oh, no. Oh, no. Get mad at Dakota for that. Okay. Yeah. His... <laughs> what, do you guys have any least favorite other than the ones I said? I mean, I think the medic's kind of boring. I mean, I, I get it. You need a medic. It, I, and I appreciate mm-hmm. having a medic model because you're going to be close. So getting to save people is cool. Mm-hmm. I don't know, just it's it's one of those like uh, it's a thankless job thing. I'm not going to appreciate it, but then when I use it, I'll be like, all right, cool. I'm glad I had it. Yeah, Giacomo never plays the healer in D and D, nor does he respect the healer in D and D. That's because D and D shouldn't have a healer. <laughs> whenever I play cleric, only, cleric, only combat clerics. Yeah, whenever I play my grave cleric, it's a uh, it's a privilege, not a right, that you get healing. Right when I <laughs> use paladins to do the 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 good aura it's like you happened to be near me when i did this i was healing myself so i could fight again <laughs> that was funny. really it that's funny um, i don't really have any that i dislike dislike um the normal guys are fine um depending on what you want to go after um i'm a huge fan of the vox signifier just because i love extra apl as i've yeah. written a blog post all yeah. about it but um there's, there's really no one on here that i'm just super sour on honestly except for the heavy stubber 
Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, what do you guys think about their uh, their equipment? I really like the manacles. I think they're a lot of fun. The manacles are interesting, right? Because um, they only work on seven wounds or less. Right. The so it's almost. Wounds. So it's almost like um, allowing you to scale up that gimmick that the castigator can do to a horde team. Oh, there's one thing I wanted to say about the castigator that's so cool. And it works for all arrests. Yeah. Castigator does not have to stay in engagement range to keep someone arrested. It's anyone from the exaction squad. So the dog can run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he moves so quick. Yeah. Just to sit on someone's chest. (laughs) Here's the thing. It's like everyone's playing tag when they're playing, because for instance, Uh um, (laughs) you know, their own teammates can come and tag them and unfreeze them. You know what I mean? It's like freeze tag. Yes. Yeah, so essentially they're just the, the freeze tag team. It's great. I am dying to play an elite team and arrest all six of them. It would be cool, <laughs> would. but they would, they would need to have under 10 wounds, which I don't think any elite team does. Oh, that's no. true. Yeah, arrest all the orcs. 10 or less or 7 or but, less. Oh, orcs, but, yeah. <laughs> but could you... Now, does it say a wound characteristic of wound 7 or less? Yeah, it's got to be the characteristics. Otherwise, okay, if you so brought them you down, can't... then you can arrest a space marine. Hey, you know... <laughs> That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That would, you know, why not? Maybe you play with someone and go like, hey, I can arrest a space marine. Okay. Maybe in their <laughs> narrative rules. I have not seen their narrative rules. Maybe their narrative rules are like, we get super arrest. I feel like we should have a narrative episode on a team sometime. Yeah. It should be fun. Yeah, maybe in the fun. future we'll do that. That should be fun. But yeah, uh, back, I, back to, yeah, go ahead. I like their, their shot pistols are really good to give the guys with shields. Um, the shield guys are f- amazing. And uh, the reinforced mirror visor is great. Everything else is really just kind of standard other than the, the strobing phosphor. That's the best one. Honestly, I love. Right, right, tell us why. You were tell about to sleep on that. I got so worried. You said everything else is boring. I was like, what? No. <laughs> strobing phosphor loom. Um, I, I would probably take five of these at least every time I play them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, with careful. Um, selection of who gets one and careful positioning. If you kind of have your turning point one and two more or less planned out against a team that does a lot of reroll shenanigans, you could stop pretty much all of those rerolls with these RS. You, it, it's very technical play to do that, but you can, you can really turn off a lot of those abilities with strobing phosphor lumen because it's to, well, to folks that don't what, have it. It's yeah. each time an enemy operative Visible to and within six inches of an operative with strobing phosphor lumen, if they make a shooting attack against a friendly exaction squad, um, you shut off the rerolls. Also, if um, that exaction squad member is within circle of you, so there's a lot of. There's a better way for me to explain this. All right, the shooter is within six inches of the operative with the equipment. And their target is within circle of the operative with that equipment. And you're always within yourself, right? So um, you protect yourself, but you can also protect your buddies as well. So you kind of buddy cop around. Um, That shuts off any rerolls in the shooting attack. Um, I think it's super neat. Um, These guys want to be up close. And they're going to be really vulnerable if they're up close. Um, I, I really dig that. I When I saw that, I immediately thought of, oh, no, that's going to hurt my DACA boy. And that's where I got interested in it. So I think you could take a bunch of these to really shut down a lot of those rerolls. But it's going to be very technical play. 
dang, shutting down orcs. Mm-hmm. Here you are brazing it. Well, I, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's so exciting to have to solve a new puzzle where I have to work around all of these abilities. And, and all right. I mean, honestly, that's a real good sign of a well-designed team that I'm not upset by how, how what they can do. Not right. in the same way that I get upset by, like, Alpha Strike Pathfinder grenade plays, right? Those right. upset me, like, deep, that's, deep down, yeah, right? Yeah, like, it's a, oh, man, I can't believe they can do it. But it's just still there. Yeah. I and, tried so hard to... <laughs> <laughs> But like all these ways that my rules get shut down are actually exciting. And that that's just a testament to the how well the team's written, in my opinion. I agree. I think they're I think they're written really well. I think this I think both teams, this is by far my favorite box that's come out in a long time. Second best box. What was the first best? The one with orcs. (laughs) I bet you're going to say that. Well, let's move on to their um, their secondaries. So we got three secondaries, just like everyone else has. Mm-hmm. And there was one that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to share yours first? I'll go first this time. Um, I think on the right map, gather evidence is going to be an easy two points. Um, at first glance, it's just like, oh, there's only three guys that can do it. Um, but that's really all you need on some of these map layouts when there's three objectives that are so close to your, um, so close to your, uh, DZ, you can Mm -hmm. run up, gather evidence and score, um, oh, you know what I'm realizing right now? They have to survive too. I'm canning this. I'm canning this. You hate it. Yeah. Now I don't like it. Because yeah, I want to be a lot more aggressive with my Revelator and my uh, Cyber Mastiff. So, no, never mind. Then I guess you'd probably like Caesar Incapacitate. Yes. I like that one a lot. I just like the visual of it. Like, you just drag somebody back. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it's cool. I like, I like C's as well. Plus, you get criminal tokens. <laughs> everyone's a criminal when you're fighting the exaction squad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here's the thing about it though. Um, this is like out of these three, it's like picking like your favorite, least favorite meal, right. Or something like yeah. that. Cause when you see this next to seek and destroy, I can't see myself taking any of these over a seek and destroy tech up. Yeah, I definitely, I mean, there's, I'm just excited for the Drukari uh, <laughs> of these because I really like them. Yeah. Yeah, these are fine. I'm sure you'll find a use for it or if you want to play for fun. But I think mm-hmm. the Seek and Destroy are probably going to be your better choices altogether. Yep. yep. Agreed. Agreed. And that's the Exaction Squad, man. You know, we'll probably see a lot of people using old models or different models to make, him, mm-hmm. make it work. Because, you know, people can't seem to find it right now. <laughs> That'll be exciting. A lot of Palantine Enforcers are probably going to go out of stock. Yeah, almost immediately. Yeah, I can see that box going out of stock as like your backup. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, do you want to you wanna move on to the next one, the cool one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the sexy one maybe? I mean, it depends on, on your aesthetic. You know, I'm, I, I don't think that I would find these guys particularly sexy um i think drukari are very scary individuals <laughs> they're definitely evil evil elves for a reason mm-hmm. um 
they like to extract pain out of their people to not only power their engines and power their their spirits, but also to feed to Slanesh. Um, so there's not much good about them. <laughs> no. I want to point out that you were playing Drukari when Compendium was around. Uh, yeah, because I own a lot of them. Yes, <laughs> and they're. I feel. I think that. I think. I think they're just as good, if not better, than Craft Worlds. Um, in a lot of matchups in Compendium. Um, and I originally bought a lot of Drakari when uh, the Eldar never saw an update in Ninth Edition. So, because <laughs> they were just Craft World was unplayable. Yeah, they were for a while, but in now 40K. they're they're semi playable and. And uh, you know, that's actually yeah, they got really nerfed into the ground like four or five different times. They're just not fun anymore. Games Workshop likes to ruin the fun. Hopefully, tenth edition fixes it. I mean, I don't know about the point changes. So I can't really tell you there, but they might be better with that. But I don't really keep up with forty k as often. Um, yeah. We're more we're more playing all these skirmish games right now. Uh, do you think that? Well, obviously, this is going to be an easy answer. Do you think that the compendium version is better than the? new version for for Drukari. Absolutely not. No, not at all. <laughs> like zero percent chance. Uh, oh, chalk that uh, up to like the easiest questions you've ever been asked, man. <laughs> I, I like to give, I like to give guests easy easy answers. Those, those hard hitting questions. Hard hitting mm-hmm. questions, man. I'm I'm a discoverer. Discover whatever. <laughs> Discover investigator. Investigator? Yes. Emmanuel, what 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 does this team come with? That's nine elves. Seems like a formula they're going to stick to with the elves. Mm. Well, except mm-hmm. for the uh, watch, except for the laughing ones. Watch craft. <laughs> Just ruin <laughs> ruin that for me. But uh, nine elves. You got a leader, the Arch Sybarite. I think I'm saying I can't that right. say that Arch Sybarite. Um, okay, I'm going to go with Arch Sybarite. That feels right to me. It's got I'm a good mouth. Go Arc Arbides. Arc Arbides. <laughs> Bark Beedies. <laughs> You're gonna piss so many elf fans off out there. They're made up words. Um and you could take you could take eight a hand of the Archon along with your leader. Um there's there's no disjointed pet though. The pet comes with the Cabalite, much like in Corsairs. Um they don't have because a cycle. Elves, elves have trained their pets better. <laughs> That's actually the joke I put in my vlog. Is it really? <laughs> Clearly oh, cool. it's trained. <laughs> actually hilarious that's funny um i i i like a lot of i like a lot about this team they can take recon security seek and destroy so recon and seek and destroy realistically um games workshop choose a lane and honestly like depending on your matchup and the map like either econ econ either recon or seek and destroy (laughs) will will do you well with these guys um their ability speaking of your your fluff that you were given before is power from pain it's it's what the power from pain like people know this um, this and combat drugs are the two things that are just synonymous with Drakari right yes and the way that they've implemented power from pain is super cool so as as we talk about this team I'm going to reference blooded a lot because I feel like there's a lot of design cues that came from blooded that they then flipped around a little bit to um, implement them for the um, hand of the archon. So you get tokens, and you get tokens for killing people. You don't get tokens for as many different reasons as you do with blooded, like dying on your own, right? But right, 
that's not really something you really need as part of your plan when you only have uh, nine glass cannons on your team, right? But Yeah, but this but, team, these are better than the Blooded Token. Uh, I mean, they're more versatile, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. And you also get two if you kill a Marine. So mm-hmm. wound characteristic 11 or more, you gain two pain tokens. Um, five or more, you gain um, just one pain token. And the pain tokens can be spent in three different ways. You can either gain an APL when you're activated. Um, so it works kind of like the commando knob. Um, you can get a free dash, even if you charged, if you incapacitate an enemy operative during your activation. Um, so you incapacitate someone, gain a token, and then can immediately spend it to dash to safety. Um, or you could just spend it for a reroll. That one you could do multiple times if you've stacked up pain tokens, but um, that's the least interesting of the three. Um, the other difference between Blooded and uh, Hand of the Archon is that your pain token is tied to your the model that earned it. So it doesn't go into a piggy bank. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, sounds like something that you need to make more counters for, Dakota. Yep, people yeah. are going to make these counters. <laughs> so... Uh, it's one thing I did with the the, the towel marker lights. I made them all magnet magnetizable, so you could oh neat a couple of them. yeah yeah. So the dark animus um, giving the operative plus one APL since they've already activated, it would um, it would be the next turn. No, that they act- so no. the the wording that's why I reference the commando I, knob because okay, it's I, when I the operative have- is activated is uh-huh. the when clause, and that's exactly how think word for word how the commando knob is worded and there's like you know little crowbar wedge create a space there activate it spend the token generate apl is the order of how that resolves so um you gain that apl you spend it your three apl for that activation and then when you're done activating that apl drops off okay so you don't have to use a an apl right when uh right when you're Right when you get it, right for the for these paint tokens, you can stack them up and oh, you can save them. them. Yeah, that's the yeah. only way to yeah. use the dark animus is that you've already earned one from a previous activation. Okay, yeah, because it's can... right when you activate. Yep. Yeah, I don't have all the rules in in front of us just quite yet. <clears throat> um, what is your guys's favorite of these? Oh, the power from pain. Hmm. Mm, the dash. Honestly, just being able to get away. 100%. Yep. It's so good. Again, it's a game about movement. I like the dark animus. So the way I see these tokens being spent is that if you have two, if you have one already, you might. So the way Vitalize Search, the free dash works, is that you, you have to satisfy the when clause. So you can't go into an activation with um, with a token and say, I'm going to move, shoot, and then if I don't kill them, I'll just dash. I'll I'll be fine. I'll dash back. You can't because you can't activate that invigoration unless you actually incapacitate your target. So you have to go all in on that attack knowing that you're going to kill them. Um that extra that extra token that you go into that fight with might be used to give you an extra APL so you can just dash back for free. But you would have to do it when you're activated, so you kind of have to bank on maybe not killing them or you use that token that you go into that activation with to re-roll a dice in that shooting attack. If you don't want to spend a CP for it, 
Spoilers, these guys will have a ton of CP, though. Yeah. Um, so you might use that token to reroll the dice to make sure you get the kill, which will then earn you a pain token, which you then spend to dash back. So there's a lot of juggling. And in, in, in my post, I, I talk about how these guys are going to be very finicky to play. And there's a lot of there's a lot that you're going to have to manage and think about and just kind of um, not not accounting. What's the there's a word for it. Just bookkeeping. There it is. It's close to accounting. There's a lot of bookkeeping that you're going to have to keep in um, in your mind as far as how to take advantage of their abilities. But if you can get your head around that, uh, you'll be really rewarded with this team. And this is just one example of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're, oh man, they look like so much fun. They re- they really do. I think they have the most exciting of, between these two. Not to say that our BDs aren't fun, just... I think they have a little more fun. And it's so funny because a lot of people were sour on the fact. It's like, oh, they just get an upgrade sprue. They're not as they're not as interesting as the other one. It's like, oh, GW, hold my squig beer, right? Uh, it's <laughs> like you're getting an upgrade screw, s- screw. You're getting, you're getting an upgrade sprue, but you're getting a crazy heap of rules. Yes. Um, yeah. Speaking I, well, of which, the, go, go ahead. Sorry. I think the craziest thing about that is people are upset by it. It's like, okay, well, there's like, I don't know, like six to eight pieces that are actually going to be usable. Oh, like, I'm upset about the the upgrade sprue. Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll throw my yeah. hat in there too because I don't like the fact yeah. that their feet don't really fit on their bases. Yeah, but <laughs> there is a huge range of Drukari. So they have a, a, a plethora of options to customize and convert and to make these models look extremely amazing by mm-hmm. doing different hobby stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like okay, yeah, if you just want to use Kabbalites to make these models, then go for it. But you could always use the Archon. <laughs> you could use Weiches. You could use... Um, the bird dudes, you know, they're just their bodies. You could do so much with these dudes. It's or it's, or you can um, buy a bunch of Mandalorians from Star Wars Legion, specifically the Death Watch Mandalorians, which have well spikes and look a little, little bit spikes more angry. on their heads. Yeah, and, and uh, Vader just, is your leader. Oh, not Vader. Um, Maul is Maul. your leader. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you could do that. You, I'm not mm-hmm. saying that I haven't started modeling them, but you <laughs> could do that as well. You're just an options. Yeah. You could make you could uh you could you could take corsairs, drukariize them, and use corsairs. Uh, you could, you could. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Triple dip, use. use them for all elf factions. I don't know. <laughs> hey, thinking outside the box. <laughs> hey, what corsairs are a mix of everything? They can have all the rules, right? There you go. I think yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well, one thing that's distinct about them is that they don't have the same dash shenanigans as corsairs, as we see in their strategic ploys. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's it's, it's the same as craft worlds and yep. the drukari from compendium. Yep, yep. So it shouldn't look different, but everything else is so different. Um, yeah, I want I want to I want to talk about my. Uh, oh no, they're all my favorites. Um, <laughs> they're all favorite, really favorite. good. They're all really good. Uh, Blade Artist is kind of vanilla. Um, you gain rending for melee, so you'll know when you want that. Equipment? Yeah. Um, um, the From Darkness Death and Denizens of the Night are Whoa, super amazing. Oh my god. Denizens so, is the one I thought. <laughs> Denizens is just super amazing, giving you super conceal for turning point one, right? Yeah. And You have to meet the requirement, though. But yeah. What? Yeah. Yep. 
What is this? Yeah. I, I, I'm sorry. I have not seen any right. of their tag so, ops. Or so, I mean, Dakota, Dakota. Okay. Are you sitting Tell down? Me. I'm sitting down. Okay. So denizens of the night, one CP until the end okay. of the turning points. Your dudes, if they have a conceal order, they're within square of your drop zone and more than six inches. Six inches from any of the opponents, the active operative. They're treated as always having a conceal order. So regardless of vantage point. So okay. you can really spread out safely into some spots that normally wouldn't be safe. I'm not saying that every single one of your operatives in turning point one will make use of this, but you can have a very comfortable deployment um, Easily, and yeah. very comfortable turning point one, depending on the map. And, and you'll, you'll know based on the map where those threats are going to come from, where, where vantage points will have views. And, Especially from pathfinders and stuff too. I mean, and, they can market like you, but yeah, but uh, but you have super conceal, so no matter how many they do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so that's going to keep you safe in turning point one, and keep that in the back of your uh, in the back of your minds, listeners, because I'm going to reflect on that back again once we talk about their tech uh, their tech ops. But then from darkness death, um, do you want to do you want to describe this to to Dakota Giacomo? Please, I have no idea. Yeah, let me let me give me one sec. I had the page I, up and then I closed it. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I could go over it as well. Basically, um, you call the shot. It's 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 so Babe Ruth. You call the shot when you don't have line of sight. Then, okay. uh, so at the beginning of the activation, you just say, "I'm gonna kill that guy," okay. and then you move to gain line of sight. Okay, and you can retain one successful hit as a critical hit instead on that first shooting attack against that is target. It, is it only shooting? Yes. Oh, okay. oh, combat too. Sorry. When you fight oh, in combat. combat. So you can charge from behind a wall and retain a normal hit as a crit um, or shooting attack. I see it in my mind more for shooting um, because I see this being the ploy that helps you guarantee that you're going to take an operative out of action, allowing you to dash back into safety. And you can set up a machine where you're completely behind something from darkness, death, call your shot, move out, shoot, and then shoot, then gain a, gain a token and spend it to dash back into safety again, and then rinse and repeat next turning point and rinse and repeat next turning point. My Lord. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that is a pretty cool. I like that. You know, it's kind of like a, a cool secret surprise hit. Mm-hmm. And it's just such a fun name from Darkness Death. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then you have a fleet of foot. It's cool. Yeah. 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 Okay. They still have fleet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yep. I mean, that, that feels like a staple. It feels like almost every elder should have that, but they they all have it in a different way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the way that they make the elves fast in this edition without they giving them to. more movement on their, um, on their data slates. Right. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I have there's a, there's a tactical ploy that I think is an interesting one because I don't feel like I ever play this way with any opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, the heinous arrogance, oh, where you skip an activation. Yeah, because it's one of those like, oh, I please, almost please tell me. I thought these guys were amazing, and I didn't even realize <laughs> I I didn't even read their tag ploys or mm-hmm. or. <laughs> yeah, you, you skip an do? activation. That, that's it. That's, That's literally it. it. There's no clause. There's nothing. It's just at any point in the turning point, you just say, no, go again. 
So if you're ever stuck wow. in those stalemates where you know that your opponent is agonizing because you have so many traps out and they need to do something or pass on key models just so that way they don't spring one of your traps, you could just poke that bear a little bit more. It's like, no, oh, no, seriously, nice. no, no, keep going, keep going. Thank God you can only use it once a turn. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so you go, eh, nah, you need to you need to take a second guy. I'm going to activate after you do that, so I'm safe. <laughs> that yeah, that's. <laughs> it's so fucking dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's great. It's great. Uh, all of them are great. I mean, cruel deception, very situational, but nice. But the, yeah, you know, falling um, back you to fall one. back for one less. Yeah, yeah, that's that's not yeah, bad. that's real good. Devious scheme is the one that I wanted to call out, though. Okay, Dakota. Okay, so listening. you need to be more than sitting down. Um, okay, do you have I a seatbelt for your chair? I'm kneeling. Okay, that'll have to do. Um, devious scheme. You use this tactical ploy in um against your opponent when they use attack ploy or a strategic ploy and the next time they use that ploy they have to spend one additional command point to do so so you can make just a scratch to cp the next time they use it oh my you can use it against a void dancer in turning point one when they use um Oh my goodness. Yeah, domino field. Domino, domino field. field. And then the yeah. next time is three CP because it goes up to, <laughs> two. Goes up to uh. And then you're adding another on that. So the first time they use it, it's one CP. The next time it'll have to be three CP. So you pretty much guarantee that turning point two, they will not have domino field. Little, you can uh, so use, this is yeah. this is super reminiscent of 40K. Of they have something pretty similar in 40K, or they used to at least, where you could uh, used to be able to like look at one of the... Like after somebody uses a ploy in 40k, they were no longer allowed to use that anymore. Oh, so. that's funny. I mean, you could effectively do that. I mean, there are a lot of teams out there that Wrath of Vengeance, Death Atonement. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, yeah. They rely on like their budget of CP. Like when I play commandos, like depending on what I do, if I use Deep Strike or not, Deep Strike or not, I've pretty much budgeted my cp for the rest of the turn rest of the game and you could throw that math hard off with dv scheme on the right ploy which is going to be something that you know they're going to want to have up all the time like just a scratch depending on what i've done um with my turn you could say okay next turning point just a scratch is going to cost you two cp well i'm only going to have one based on what i've done so now you know next turning point there's no way i can use just a scratch at all right you could mm-hmm. shut down stuff like that so hard it's which we have to point out devious. one thing it is devious we have to point out one thing uh once you've used devious scheme you can't use it again until if, if i'm reading it right that until they have activated that ploy again like the just a until the until effect has ended yeah. yeah yeah so you can't keep stacking it on other things as well would <laughs> that would be so good so yeah. There's some, I mean, it's still really strong. There's just yeah. not And honestly, you want to use it once on the one ploy that you know they're going to want to use the next turning point. Again. Can you use it on a command reroll? I don't see why not. I wouldn't see why not, yeah. Yeah, it says uses a tactical ploy or strategic ploy. It does not say a unique faction one. Yeah, Watch when yeah that, are trying that, to do, yeah. that is also pretty useful mm-hmm. to do on it because a lot of people are like, oh, I kind of need that last reroll. And it's like, oh. Mm-hmm. you don't got two my guy and, and 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 you're using it like a lot of people use their command rerolls one at a time yep so that was like i'm gonna do a reroll if it, and then you see they get a hit and it's like okay dv scheme 
Next one's going to cost you two. Right. So then they, they, think pretty they good. may not it just use says it anymore. After. It doesn't say immediately after. So you can wait and see what the command reroll result is. There's no nothing telling you that you can't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Trixie, uh, Trixie Elvesies. Huh? Uh-huh. I then, like yes. it. And then the last one, Prey on the Wounded. It's another thing that can help you pick off someone who's almost dead. Um, if the target has half or fewer, so they're in the injured um, zone, um, you can reroll any or all of your attack dice. This is super helpful for some tech I'm going to talk about pretty soon. Yeah. This is that's really good into. It's not great into to to like guard. It's great into space marines mm-hmm. uh, intercession. It's great into elites, um, elites, Geller Pox, the Hulks. It's um, also great into guard Tamper. and for, uh, for one specific reason. Uh, okay, can All I spoil right. it right now? Because we're going to sure. get into yes. the operatives right now. Okay, so the operative that I think is absolutely bonkers and has one play that is just mind-blowingly funny that um makes this um makes this operative stand out to me is the disciple of yalindra yalindra mm-hmm. yalindra um so very interesting uh ballistic skill damage profile for the stinger pistol five attacks yeah, five. bs zero. star damage zero zero Right, it's a uh-huh. pistol, so it's range uh, range uh, six. Yep. Now, the way it works is you roll your five attack die. One's deal. If you get a one, that deals three more to wounds. All the rest of the die you compare to their save characteristic, and they get a mortal wound if you are less than their save characteristic. So not invuln save. So against. Um, Against a Harlequin with a six-up normal save, fives and lower. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, and what? And you said ones cause three, three mortal wounds. So what? So you can use this against someone who's injured, right? And if you do it against someone who's injured, you can reroll these. Now, Now, do they? Now, there's no saves. There's no saves or anything like that. And then Uh if you kill your target it explodes okay just like 40k good yeah. all right and no more. um each operative visible to and within um two inches will suffer d3 mortal wounds and if those targets explode uh, die from the explosion it triggers another explosion wow. So it's like, wow popcorn 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 so that's super cool but then look at torment grenade so for one ap mind you this is not a shooting attack, so the torment grenade can be done while you're concealed. You select a point on the kill zone, just like decoy grenade um, from the caster. Can you select a point on the kill zone within circle or within um, six inches or pentagon, and then you roll a d6 for each operative within circle of that point. You add one if their safe characteristic is four or worse. Again, going into the horde um, scenario, and you subtract one if they're not visible. On a three or higher, they're poisoned. So at the end of the turning point, they suffer two mortal wounds and they're always treated as being injured regardless of any other rules that they have that say they cannot be injured. Um, so my whole, so all of that being said, what I love about this is that you can move up in the conceal, throw your torment grenade and poison a bunch of people. Maybe they take two mortal wounds, right? Right. You then go pick on one of them to hit them with a stinger, to kill them, 
to then shower everyone else with D3 mortal wounds. And then those people that are poisoned at the end of that turning point will be limping away, but they'll probably die from the extra two mortal wounds they get from being poisoned again. (laughs) If you get like the perfect moment to hit six guys in one, you have to take it, even if it's a bad move for you. Absolutely. absolutely. (laughs) Do you know how many, do you know how many fricking tokens that model's going to get on the reg? It's going to be, it's going to be lit. So that, that is my favorite model, not because they're the strongest model, by far from that. No, there's much stronger on there. But just because of the lunacy of those rules and how beautiful it's going to be if that rule goes off and like this whole scenario goes off. I'm just like, oh, when I saw these rules, I was like, how can I break this? Oh, my God, it's beautiful. You just do them in reverse. So, yeah, <laughs> Disciple of Yalindra. That's my favorite operative for only the sheer audacity of it. <laughs> yeah, that's that is that is beautiful. You had a way more in-depth decision for yours. I liked the ex- <laughs> the elixicant because it has a stun <laughs> stun gun. <laughs> I, I'm not even I'm not even kidding. That, it has a stun gun and it has drugs. That was the only reason I like it. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's so funny. The, the drugs the drugs are good though. The drugs like, are good. Yeah, every friendly operative gets a six plus plus plus. Yep, and gets hypex which. Is it no gains one of either yeah, one one movement or or gains one movement? So like you can do it on a whole bunch of stuff. Now this dude mixed with another model. Like I like all the models. All of these models are great. Um, I believe it is. Is it the flayed the flayer that mixed with the flayer um, mm-hmm. automatically gets minus one damaged all damage right right. So and you get a six six. Uh, you get a six. Uh, feel no pain. pain. Yeah. Yeah. And also the administered drug happens or you can heal them. So he has a D3 plus one or you can change their drug um, ability. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's pretty bonkers. And the flare can also give other models pain tokens. So yeah. Yeah, let's say the flare moves up. Who's already like super buff. Um, or, pretty hard to kill for an eight wound mm-hmm. model <laughs> mm-hmm. um kill someone gives an extra ap to miss yolanda of yolan mm-hmm. yolanda <laughs> on your uh, disciple yeah. of the it to yolanda, yeah. no yeah, yolanda yeah, yeah. no yeah. she's yolanda now. yeah she's yolanda. yeah I love it. so gives it to Leon- <laughs> yolanda <laughs> and she runs up throws a grenade and then shoots the dude and then kills like nukes a bunch of people it's gonna be so much fun mm-hmm. um Another model that I really like. Everyone can say the blaster dude. Everyone can say the leader, right? <clears throat> but I really, really like the Dark Lance. And this breaks my all my one rule of not using heavy weapons. I never mm-hmm. ever use heavy weapons in any of my teams except for the Dark Lance. And the Dark Lance. I have done almost 30 damage with it before. Um, just because all you have to do, you get a dash. All you have to do is shoot something and it will die. Um, to be fair, mm-hmm. out of all the heavy weapons that you chose to love, you chose the one that's heavy and unwieldy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. So you're going to need uh, to have that extra APL on this guy. Otherwise, he's not doing much of anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but... Um, 
Now, I don't have fleet in front of me, but when you use fleet, mm-hmm. can you... This guy's not going to shoot turn one, unless if you use the the fly reposition thing and put him up in a loft, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's true. But... Um, and then he's going to be in conceal, and then he's going to have to flip eventually. Mm-hmm. So this model's t- typically never going to get off turn one. Mm-hmm. Um, I find myself using this model a lot more often turn two, turn three, turn mm-hmm. four, when I absolutely have to kill uh, a legionary, when I have to kill something else. Um, yes, this model is easy to 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 not give a shot. But you can also park them right above an objective <laughs> yep. that an enemy is like, well, do I go for it? Okay, yes, then he dies, right? So the thing used the thing about it though is with the sky splinter assassin, Birdman, um uh-huh. you're gonna give this guy a shot. Because this this is where the joke came that um the elf is these elves are better at training their pets because he essentially just gets the spotter ability with a small caveat. There's no dice rolling to make sure that you treat someone as having an engage order. They just can't be more than circle higher than them. So pop this guy up on a vantage point and he can mark anyone, you know? Um, He can also shoot twice if he wants to. Um, This model's insane. um, The only reason he can shoot twice is if the razor wing is one of those shots. So the bird can have infinite range, indirect, no cover, silent. Um, not on in, not and in, into the dark, but <laughs> everywhere else. But um, well, what's into the dark? That's an interesting question. How's the into the dark um, word phrase? Well, indirect weapons so, are three inches. Oh, indirect. Okay. Three, it's, so if it if it is indirect, then it's three inches. But if you have full line of sight of the model, then you could just use your indirect okay, that's uh, as normal. Mm, I was okay. I was I was unsure if it was half the range if it's indirect or if they explicitly said three inches i couldn't remember because explicit if three because if they say half the range well it's half of infinite half so infinity it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's like okay yeah no so if it's three inches yeah okay so in into the dark you're not doing that but um everywhere else yeah absolutely so to peck at your silent sniper just to annoy them um <laughs> oh, <laughs> i think it's just such a funny thing to do but also yeah. for it Five attacks on a four up, one two damage. It's enough to like with a decent roll, you could injure that vet guard sniper by yes. the second oh, turn. Oh my point. goodness, you can you finally know? hit him. Exactly, yeah. right? Like it's mm-hmm. it, it's it's tiny damage, but not insignificant, especially with the five attacks on a four up. Yeah, um, yeah. right. That's a half chance. Yeah. At least two and, damage. Mm-hmm. And the dark lance on into the dark you just go on guard in front of a door that you don't want anyone to walk through. Absolutely. And no one's going to walk through that door. <laughs> I'll, run, guard, yeah. I'll run right up to that door and then open it for a hatchway fight. You don't even know. <laughs> only, to, only to die from the guard. From, from the shots? No, yeah, I'll but just yeah, scratch. From being on guard? Uh, I, I, I will but it costs two CP now. You Gladly. <laughs> I will do it just to spite Dakota. I'll pay three CP for it. You don't even know. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <sighs> yeah. So I think the great thing about this team is that they have so much high damage weapons and AP weapons, right? So mm-hmm. there's a what one 
two and does the blaster give AP two as well? Or is it yeah, just and AP1? doesn't yeah. have gets hot. It's a better plasma. Mm-hmm. Well, the blast pistol is a four five, so it's not four six or five six. But um, the blaster or the shredder, because I mean, the shredder's just as good in on Into the Dark because it becomes lethal five. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, blast right. two it inches blast. rending, lethal five, right? Yeah. Um, depending on what you're going into. For hordes, I would take the shredder against like Marines mm-hmm. or, you know, Legionnaires. You take the blaster for the five, six mm-hmm. damage. Yeah. And then you have like the Crimson Duelist with the razor flail. You know what I mean? Like, and the brutal display and it has brutal and all this crazy shenanigans for fighting. It's so before, before I move on from these guys, though, um, okay. all, right. All, right. all right. All right. We need to talk about the Arc Sybarite because of the ability mm-hmm. cunning. We alluded to oh, this yeah. before that. They're going to have a ton of CP. This is super smart how this works. So cunning in the strategic ploy step, if you pass, you gain. If you pass at the first opportunity, you gain one CP. So if you have initiative and you pass, you gain a CP. If you if you don't have initiative. Wild. Yeah. If you don't have initiative and your opponent goes um, selects a ploy or passes, then you pass. Right. So it's not the second pass. You can't play a ploy and pass. So this is super crazy because your opponent knows about this. And mm-hmm. what did we just gush on and on about? They're great ploys, right? Specifically from Darkness Death, Denizens in the Night, they're fantastic ploys. So now you have to gamble and you have to get in your opponent's mind of, are they, are they going to play a ploy? Or are they going to sacrifice their ploy so I don't get one of mine? Is their ploy less important than my ploy to me? And like all this kind of stuff. So mm. your opponent can shut you out of your own strategic ploys by simply oh, like passing in response. But if you're going up against someone like guard or blooded, they have to hand out tokens. Are they going to, for- are they going to forego handing out um, blooded tokens solely? So you don't get to do one of your ploys. Maybe I doubt it. And I, maybe they can't, maybe it's a must and not a can. So there's certain right. teams that you know that they have to do something in the strategy phase so you're safe to pass and certain teams not so much, right? Like playing into commandos after the first after the second turning point, usually I've burnt my CP to the point that I'm just using uh, just a scratch. Um, so you know that I'm going to pass. So if you pass, I'm going to pass. Then we're done, right? So you have to really, you have to find value and how much do you need that extra CP more than spending a cp for from darkness death for example so oh, cool yeah, if you want tricks this is the team for tricks oh my god so here's the thing yes uh, Lay on me glass to glass wants to take the blast pistol and the venom blade now can you only take the blast pistol if you take venom blade or yes. yeah. can you take blast okay yeah. so what is that's my combo solely so you can have the blast pistol that's the one i favor out of yeah. all of them because Agonizer and Power Weapon, they're great, um, but you take a Splinter Pistol with it. You can buff the Splinter Pistol up a little bit with equipment, that's true, but um, honestly, the Venom Blade is good enough mm-hmm. with yeah, Lethal 4 up. Then the Blast Pistol is just so much better than the Splinter Pistol. Yeah, it's three shot, three ups instead of two ups, but it's AP2. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah, like nothing's going to get, barely anything's going to have a save, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you will yeah, you almost absolutely. guaranteed kill somebody. Or if you whiff like I did no. with the plasma. I didn't kill myself. I just whiffed in the shots with the sergeant. 
Um, it sucked, but yes. <laughs> so do we want to, uh, round out this, uh, team with their ploys or their tech ops rather? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead. Um, uh, so again, they got three. If you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll start us off. Not with my favorite one, but with a word of warning for pay the soul debt. Make okay. sure you know what you need to accomplish to get your second point. You need to, you need, you, you start a tally for when you gain a pain token, right? Against orcs, you're going to almost, ta- you're going to need to table them, right? Almost yep. one model left in order to get enough pain tokens. Um, against Harlequins, you'll never score two points because they only got eight models. Um, and they're, they're not more than uh, 11 wounds. So you, you just got to be careful with this. It's, it's almost like blood, blood bloodbath where you need to pretty much wipe out the other team in order to score the two points. Um, but a little bit harder than bloodbath is to score. And in addition to that, um, in, in addition to that, it's, um, it's one of these win mores. That's what I was looking for. Where if you're scoring two on pay the soul debt, you probably already won. Yeah, true. I mean, the flare does can give you additional tokens, mm-hmm. uh, but it is unreliable. So yeah, yeah. That, that's counting on one model to do a lot of work for you. And then if you yeah. if you reveal pay the soul debt, then automatically the flare is like, okay, that's my priority to keep you from maxing your secondaries. And um, I've said it in a few places now. This secondaries win games in this crit ops pack because primaries are pretty I, much guaranteed. So if, if I see a way to shut down one of your secondary points by just killing your flare and keeping two dudes alive, that is such a small ask for me, you know? Yeah. I would, I would definitely take this into any, I, I mean, if into Marines, you need to kill five out of the six. Yep. Yeah. I mean, into vet guard, uh, <laughs> yeah, this is a great pick. Oh yeah, uh, you have to be very deliberate and like into Pathy's vet guard, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite is Slave Run. Same. It's like a more more complex uh, criminal um, yeah. arrest thingy, right? I- yeah. Including the going slower when you pick up someone. It's very flavorful. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you don't you don't actually have to, you just place a slave token, right? So you don't have to pick it up right away. You can pick them all up at the end of the game. Um, carried yeah you you have to pick them up at the end of uh, before the end of the game four or more of them yeah so you could do it turning point three and four for sure you could just leave them there and your opponent can't get rid of them they can't unslave your slaves now here's the thing when you're revealing the slave tokens you have to have the tech up already revealed so you want to reveal it like turn one no first time they're incapacitated first time they're incapacitated okay Mm -hmm. yeah so probably return two. yeah is when you start Yeah, and i i don't think i'd take contemptuous slaughter that's like a win more if you've ever seen one. So this is the one that I was going to call back to. Um, this one's really hard to score twice. Yeah, um, yes. These guys are glass cannons. They um, the one ploy, Denizens of the Night, is the way that you score one point of this by setting up a scenario where your blaster, your dark lance, can get a shot and then duck back to safety by your by using your bird to turn someone into an engage order does that make sense so that combination of a big gun with your bird will let you 
kill someone in the first turning point while you're staying back and staying safe, ensuring that none of your guys are killed, score one VP, it's going to be super hard to do that a second time. Yeah, at yeah this point, most definitely. Know, or either be close up to you. and mm-hmm. This is definitely a win harder one if I've ever seen one. Like, if you're going to max this, you're pretty, I think you're probably going to like just win the game out yeah. already. And Slave run is the way to go, guys. Or none of them. S- just like with Arbides. <laughs> or, or none of them. You got recon and you got, uh, I mean, you could do slave run or you could do recover item, right? Recover items a lot smaller in ask. Yeah. 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 It is. <laughs> recover item, you can just be two inches within. You don't even have to pick it up. Right? Uh-huh. Well, with slave run, yeah. though, you could, you could do a mix of both. Because if you take slave run against a horde team where you know you're going to be killing a lot of dudes, and then you yeah. can just sort of hide and you'll, you'll get four. Oh, I mean, so, slave run into blooded. Fantastic. They're coming to yeah. you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's, so, they're very deliberate, but. Um, there, none of them are the auto takes. Like That's true. None of auto things. takes. Yeah. So with recover item, this is specifically for kill team open that I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I've read, it looks like you can recover item through walls because you can now measure between walls for objectives and stuff. Is that correct? I don't think so. For recover item, I don't think you can measure to objectives through walls. Okay. Yeah. You measure the points of the kill zone through walls, um, like to the edge of DZ, center of the map and stuff like that. But I don't, I'd have to look at the uh, FAQ, but. Sure. I have the FAQ open right here. What about center? What about center line? I guess that would be more of a TO question, right? If you can't step on center line. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't thought about center line. I mean, I haven't thought about security much because it doesn't worry me and I don't take it. So, <laughs> I'll be honest. Yeah. And at LVO, I ruled that if something was directly on the center line, as long as you walked up and you were like touching it, mm-hmm. you could still score it. Um, as long as it was, as it was like on the center line, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you were within like a millimeter of it. So, but uh, yeah, you know, kill team is going to be fun. Um, I'm very envious that you're going. I I would love to go. I I really want to. I really want to play the hand of the archon there, but they do not let them. So yeah, it's too soon. I think Sad that's fair. Day. It's too soon. It is. All right. Let Sad me day. let me yeah. find this. I need to know. I need to know about measuring to points in the map. Gallo dark. Come on. Close quarters. Nope, it's not in the FAQ. It's probably somewhere else. I don't know where it is. Probably in the DZ. <laughs> I'm not looking anymore. If anybody no knows, tell us on our Discord. On the Discord. Hey, Discord. that's a way to do it. Yeah, because yeah, I'd like to know there. too. Absolutely. And um, appreciate everyone for listening in this week. Emmanuel, thank you for, thank you for joining jumping us, in man. here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love talking Kill Team. You can find more of Strategic Advantage on YouTube and on their blog. Yeah, the blog's a... Uh, Alive and active, uh, much more than the uh, repository of videos that is our YouTube channel. Um, yeah, that's they're, they're still very useful. Yeah, we kind of created that almost like a master class of learning kill teams. So it still lives and is still super relevant, especially for newer players. But for uh, more up to date stuff, keeping keeping tabs on me with my hobby, um, our take on the news, and uh, my 
chronicling of how to beat me with commandos, which is what it seems like it's turning into. People are just looking at that to see what my tricks are so they can dismantle my own game. But uh, yeah, that's all on strategicadvantage.blog. And you can find me on my Instagram at emin.paints. And awesome. I'd, I'd like to I'd like to do a shout out to our patrons. You know, uh, thank you guys for supporting us, um, and thank you to everyone who comes out to all of our tournaments. Um, I would like to announce our first tournament coming up this year. It's, yeah, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be at ComaQuest in Southern California Ooh, in Orange County. Nice. It's going to be on April first, uh, April Fool's Day. Yes, yeah. and it's going to be all random everything. Ooh. It's going to be a fun tournament. It's going to be super fun. Uh, random kill teams too. You just pick a number and you choose a kill team off the shelf. Yep. I You've wish. Got to build it and put it in and you have 30 minutes. Well, thank you guys. Uh, you can find us on the squad games uh, or on our Instagram at squad underscore games underscore entertainment. And you can find us on our discord at the squad games discord link in the show notes. And you can like Dakota said, you can, Support us on Patreon. You know, we always appreciate it. And you can listen to this episode and earlier episodes too. So future ones uh, early over there on our Patreon. And yeah. And I just appreciate everybody being on here, guys. I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you, G. Yeah. All right, guys. uh, I'm going to go maybe eat a sandwich. I don't know. I'll figure out something to do. Until next time, guys. Bye. Adios. Peace.